Hey everybody, welcome back to the half hour of power. I'm Joe. Jesse is here. Hello. Hey Jesse, how you doing? You have a good week? I uh, did have a pretty good week. I uh, went to a uh, club, uh, found out was invaded by vampires, and luckily I wasn't in Mexico. So this wasn't 54. <laughs> no, it wasn't the, uh, what was that, the uh, titty twister from, from Dust of Dawn either. Oh, okay. Very good. All right. So, yes, we are going to talk about the fantastic 80s vampire movie, Vamp, not to be confused with the television series, Vamp. Yeah. There's a television series called Vamp? Yeah. It's from Brazil. Oh, that's why I never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, so there's actually, if, if people really want to check it out, according to IMDb, there's 179 episodes, runtime 45 minutes each. It's in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And it is about vampires taking over a specific town in Brazil, so... I don't know. Maybe check it out one time. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Vamp, the movie from 19... <laughs> yeah, 1986, not 1991. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this movie I hadn't seen in quite a long time when we watched it again. I I have not watched it in a while either myself. So it was very nice to uh, revisit this this movie mm-hmm. and to see all the fun the look of the movie is just striking it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful For, film uh, of course this is the one starring uh, Rachel Jones yes That's Katrina <laughs> <laughs> and uh the uh ever delightful Robert Russler yes <laughs> And uh, Chris Makepeace. From Meatballs. I've always enjoyed the name Makepeace. Yes. So, um, all right, so let's get into the uh, show tradition, I guess, of the Rotten Tomato. Since uh, for some reason that still matters to some people. To us, it's just amusing. I feel like I got to say that all the time because I just yeah. don't I think we really put any stock in it. But. No. All right. So Rotten Tomatoes, it is on there. And uh, for uh, this is kind of outrageous. There is no poster there for it, uh, which uh, I find uh, repugnant. Me too. There isn't there, but all right. It just says Vamp 1986 Horror. So what do you think the critics are and oddly enough, the critics don't have a lot of reviews on here for Vamp. Well, I'm just going to say this now, and I'll get get ahead. If it's under 100, percent they're wrong. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's under 100, uh, percent so. Well, yeah, I'm going to say just because critics are usually pretty douchey about this stuff, 48. Uh, percent You're way off. 33 percent. No. Uh. Yes, 33%. So we can look at some of the uh, critics' reviews. 
Okay, so this guy, you know, I am all for Grace Jones pawing at herself in a metal bikini, but Vamp lacks stimulating screen energy, looking to get by with bare minimum in terms of horror, comedy, and poll. I don't understand what he watched. Yeah, no, so he's wrong. He just wants to see Grace Jones on stage pawing at herself, and he didn't want to see a vampire movie, so... Okay. He was in the the right. I don't know what he watched. Mm, I don't either. Then you have a few of these critics here where their quotes aren't available, so I'm not sure they actually reviewed it. But all right, what is the audience score? Uh, audience score will go higher. I'm gonna say at least 57. You are way off, and this really blew me away that this score is so low. Is it? Yeah. How low is you it? Want 48%. I don't know about people anymore. I figure that would be higher. I mean, this is really is a crowd pleaser. It's it's uh it's it's exactly what you expect of this kind of movie of the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. It's hits every single thing I would have expected it to hit. Yeah. It's got you know, the comedy, it's got a great look, it's got some gore in it, it's got some cool vampire stuff in it, it's got, I mean, what else? <laughs> it's got Billy Drago as an albino, what more could you want? It's got Billy Drago in it, it's got albinos in it, it's got a creepy vampire kid in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that kid is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's so I just don't know what they were uh, watching <coughs> or expecting from that. Yeah. Um, well, the 80s. Yeah, I'd have to look back at the 80s reviews of it because these uh, reviews up here, they're more uh, mm-hmm. jaded. I, I don't know, Maybe. Just idiotic. I don't know. Um, so there we are. We had, that's, that's what we have there. So, um, yeah. So, what's the plot of this? Uh, well, the plot is uh, pretty good. Uh, it's about these two college guys. Uh, who are trying to get to a fraternity, and they're trying to avoid all that pledge night crap or pledge week crap. Uh, so they tell them that they have a party, and they'll go out and get them a stripper for their party. Uh, this plan is formed by, of course, by the great Robert Russler, who plays AJ, <laughs> uh, and Chris Makepeace, who plays his buddy Keith. So... They go down to a strip club in L.A., but first they have to get a car, and there's a rich kid on campus played by Watanabe. Got Gede Watanabe? I hope I pronounced that right. Yes. If I don't, I apologize. So, um, and everybody who's watched these movies in this era has will recognize him. He's, he's Donger from 16 Candles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I mean, he's very wrecked. You know exactly who that guy is. Yeah, but he's fantastic yeah. in this movie too. But one of the things I liked about his role—not to get on a uh, just just for a moment before we get back into the plot—what I liked about his role is that it could have been played by anybody. Yeah, anybody could have played that role because they just called him Duncan through the whole thing. So anybody could have played the role, but they got him for it, and I, uh, you know, so I think that's cool. Uh, yeah, and he uh, he was fantastic. And he was great in it. And uh, so they go to the strip club to get uh, a stripper, 
Uh, and well, when they get there, things go awry when they find out that there are vampires all around. Not just in the strip club, but the whole entire neighborhood that this is in is pretty infested by yes. vampires. Yeah, and the, they have a pretty good cover there with that strip club. They have the head vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, Grace Jones. Played by Grace Jones. She's supposed to be an ancient Egyptian vampire. Is that is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she is, she's supposed to be like, I guess, a, uh, they said Egyptian. Uh, that she's, uh, that she goes all the way back to like, uh, Pharaoh's Yeah, time. so she's a, a ancient Egyptian vampire. Yep. Um, now, uh, could this role have been done by anybody? Uh, did she bring anything to it for you or what? I don't like, I, I think that one of the decisions that was made, uh, that was the correct decision made by her and the director is that she talked to him about the role and she said she wanted to play it like Max Shrek and be silent and not talk and just use her body to uh, communicate kind of way, her movements. And I think that she yeah, did I think that was that was fantastic. I think that was fantastic too because as we all know, she's a, a fantastic uh, performer, singer, uh, model, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's not much in the uh, act. <laughs> well, I suppose not, but I mean, <laughs> but, I, but she I, was, I, uh, acted very great in this movie. I uh, think so. Uh, so uh, do you think so? Somebody else, at least according to the trivia, that was considered for the roles, Tina Turner, which makes sense. That would have been at interesting. The time. Uh, what do you you think she? It would have it would have been really different if it was Tina Turner. Do you think? I, I think it would have been because there would have been dialogue. Tina Turner is uh, much more known for her uh, vocal, uh, her singing, than Grace Jones. Grace Jones is more about her appearance and her kind of like that vibe she sings yeah. at. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because, um, I mean, she does have, uh, I was just looking at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten studio albums spanning from 77 on up to 2008 so far. Uh, influenced, uh, let's see, Lady Gaga among one of them. So, I mean, you can see she's a very visual performer also. Right. So there we are with that. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, Tina Turner also, I mean, she has a fantastic voice. She's fantastic in uh, mm-hmm. Thunderdome. Yeah. I mean, no matter what you think of that movie, you can watch that movie, and she's great in it. Oh, I think she is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay uh, Grace Jones at all. I think Grace Jones is. Oh uh, no, absolutely. I'm, perfect, I, I know what you mean. She's perfect casting. I was just. Movie. Yeah, I was just trying to contrast the differences. Yeah, uh, but um, she's very interesting in it. There's another girl who works at the strip club who's not a vampire yet. <laughs> but I get the feeling that, that after a while she'll be turned into one. But she is a waitress and she knows Chris Makepeace. But Chris Makepeace doesn't remember her at all. Uh, and so there's a big joke thing about that. And she kind of joins the fellas on their adventure. Uh, well, not their adventure, but their horrific night. Because uh, Chris Makepeace is always saying, you know, one of his main things is he goes, we just had one of those nights, you know, one of those really bad nights. It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's almost kind of in a, uh, a strange way. It's like the uh, monster version of After Hours. 
the Martin Scorsese yeah. movie in a way. Uh, yeah. Which that's also very enjoyable. But I, I will say this about Vamp, and I, the eighties, and I, I think you'll agree with this. The eighties was kind of saturated with a lot of vampire flicks. A lot of vampire flicks came out in the eighties. Uh, yeah. A lot. Most of them are pretty great. There's Lost Boys, uh, Fright Night. Uh, Bamp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know you disagree with this, but I, I enjoy Near Dark. Um, and there's you know, there's more uh, besides those uh, that came out. But Vamp is one of the top vampire films of all time in my mind. Not just the 80s. <laughs> but of course, I'd say the same thing about Lost Boys and Fright Night. I think those are two amazing vampire films and probably the best, some of the best of all time. Uh, the one thing yes. I like about Vamp, and the one thing that really strikes home for me for Vamp uh, that I love is that Lost Boys is is, is good, but it, it gets heavy in points. It's like okay, all right, Fright Night can get oh, heavy in points. Uh, yeah. But Vamp is fun from scene one to the last scene. There's you you there there you're always in a, a like pure joy watching it because it's just so much fun. Uh, oh, absolutely. Even um, the monster bits are fun. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's that bit where uh, uh, Grace Jones is introduced. She is Katrina, the main uh, attraction at the strip club. Um, that's where they the vampires get their food. They're supposed to get drifters, uh, so to speak. Uh, people that come through there that don't have any ties to anybody nobody's gonna come looking for us i'm a perfect cover she comes out does a dance she's all painted up like uh pris from blade runner Mm -hmm. which uh, apparently is was was the intention which and it looks really cool Mm -hmm. and uh robert rustler who's supposed to be getting the stripper he's really uh taken by her yeah now (laughs) one of the fun things is she does a dance around uh uh, a chair that is in the shape of a body right. that is actually right. molded from whose body? Uh, from uh, the star of uh, <laughs> I Come In Peace and uh, Rocky IV, the great uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, so that was Dolph Lundgren's body. Yeah. <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, uh, he was dating her at the time. They were... Uh, Boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, and I guess he made that cast of his body for her to make that chair for. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that it wasn't made for Bamp. I think it was made for her own personal house. Uh, but it might have been because what? Well, here's yeah. It's time for the other fun story. Yeah, she's a weird lady. Well, there's the one story that the director said he wasn't going to talk about because everybody else was talking about it. Yeah, I think he said something about they were going to tell it better than him. Yeah, uh, which the story is, uh, <laughs> um, he, Grace brought a certain item with her to help please herself. <laughs> I guess she just walked hey, around with the set with, with at all, the, all the time. Personal massager. Yeah, personal massager, uh, which they said that she walked around with and that she always had with her, no matter what she was doing. Uh, it almost sounds like it, she was threatening them that <laughs> she would use it at any time on herself yeah. if they give her any gas. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't you shut your mouth or I'll start using this. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but that's what Grace Jones is. You got to kind of expect that kind of, uh, at least, yeah. I mean, honestly, with some of the, like, some of the things that people do on movie sets, like, you know, Jared Leto. That's, um, that's pretty tame what she did. Pretty yeah, tame. So, it's, it's not that bad. Good. I mean, um, it almost seems like college, it's silly college shit. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And the other bit is uh oh so she gets she get he gets a personal lap dance from her. Right. Because he is intending to hire her mm-hmm. for for the reasons we had uh, previously discussed. And uh there's a great scene where he thinks, Oh, he's gonna get everything. Oh, okay. Um no, she bites him. Yeah. And it's a fantastic scene. And then behind the scenes, you know, you and I were thinking, oh, because there was a behind the scenes of interviews and Robert Russler, as we know, because we saw him uh, speak at a uh, horror hound convention with uh, Mark Patton and Robert England about A Night Run Elm Street Mm 2. And he's a fantastic storyteller. And he did the same here. So uh, what was it that happened that he was talking about? Well, uh, they were doing the scene, and she got a little over the overzealous, and she started biting him for real, <laughs> biting him. Uh, and it was pretty painful. And he was talking about how much it hurt, and he started yelling for the director, Richard Wink, uh, to come over and get her off of him. She's biting me, get her off me, get her off me. And he said that she pushed up off of him and looked down on him and used a word for uh, a woman's private area. <laughs> I think you can go ahead and say it. Uh, she called him a pussy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but here's the beautiful thing about this. Robert Wrestler, uh, which as you and I both know, he is fantastic at telling stories. Uh, yeah. And the way he tells it, you can't help but lap your, your, your butt off. Because he starts laughing his butt off uh, at he it. He does. And it, I love that story. Loved it. Uh, the other behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff that Oof. I thought was really good was the Chris Makepeace stuff. Uh, because he yeah. hasn't done anything in a long time. Uh, but he seems to really love this movie. Yeah, he uh, didn't even mention that. He he came out of a sort of retirement just to do the behind the scenes of this movie. Yes, he uh, no no uh, he uh, this he one thing that the thing that bothered me about it is that him and the director they both weren't fans, which that's fine. Uh, but they were like, well, I didn't really think I'd ever do a movie like this. It's like, why not? Uh, this is, I mean, Richard Wink wrote the screenplay. Uh, Donald P. Borchers, yep. uh, who is the producer. Uh, Donald P. Borchers, who is a very well-known producer, used to work with a lot with Corman, uh, who made movies like Angel uh, from the 80s. He made a lot of 80s flicks like that. Uh, he came to Richard Wink uh, and asked him to make a film. The only two things he wanted <coughs> was it had to be a vampire film and it had to be in a strip club, right? That was his only yep. uh, caveats. And Richard Wink ran out and he wrote the movie that he wrote, which I got to say, he did a great job. Uh, that's a, that's a yeah. good script. Uh, but Chris Makepeace said that he enjoyed the script because of all the humor that was in it. 
which, as you know, that that that's a delicate blend of horror and comedy. Because one one mm-hmm. can overplay the other too too strongly, and then you're lost in that kind of, uh, you know, what is it? it it's hard to define. This movie's not hard to define. It's 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 a horror movie with a lot of comedy elements, uh, mm-hmm. but it never stretches that far. And a lot of the comedy comes from those two guys, from AJ, the characters AJ and Keith, uh, because they know each other, so they kind of have a pitter patter, uh, mm-hmm. which this is going to sound strange, but one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, has nothing to do with the vampires. It's that opener where they're uh, <laughs> they're doing the hanging yeah. pledge week thing, and uh, Robert Russell as AJ goes into this monologue about how outdated and how stupid all this is, and you know Chris McPeace is just throwing like a little line here and there just to agree with him, but it's a fantastic mm-hmm. scene, and Russell does a fantastic job with it. Uh, it's sad that he didn't do a lot more than what, uh, you know, uh, in the eighties. He he was in Freddy's, uh, Freddy's uh, part two, Freddy's back. Is that what's called? Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street two, Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's Revenge. He was in a uh, Weird Science. Uh, he was in Bamp, and I'm sure he was in some other things that I'm just not thinking of right now. Usually he plays the jerk, uh, but in this movie he gets a chance to play the good guy, uh. And I, I really enjoyed his performance. I, I'm trying not to say too much about what happens in the movie, uh, besides you know like some anecdotes, because mm-hmm. I want people to see this and experience it like we did. I love this movie. Like I said, yeah. I love it. I think it's one of my favorite movies. Oh now. yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. There, it's fantastic. If it wasn't for Fright Night, I'd say this is probably my favorite '80s vampire film. But I love Fright Night so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, but this yeah. is super good. Uh, the first time I ever saw this movie, uh, and this is something that we talk about a lot of times. First time I saw this movie was on Cemetery. <laughs> it was one of the last. It was probably the last Cemetery show I watched as a kid. And not even a kid. I was probably like <laughs> what? It's probably like ten or eleven, twelve years old. Uh, uh, when it came out on Cemetery, and I just remember it was so good. And I just remember having so much fun. And that was, that's what everything cut out. All the, you know, nudity, uh, uh, all the language and all that cut out. Well, I mean, and that's and, and that's not to say that there really was a lot of nudity There's not. in the uncut. No, I mean, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's R, of course. It was R when it came out. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think most of it was for violence because there's some, some good gore stuff in there. Yeah, there's, there's some good... Good vampire stuff. Honestly, the vampire, the, the scariest vampire in the movie is that little girl. That little girl is horrifying. That little girl, yeah. So, I mean, there's also a uh, albino gang. pimp? Yes. Albino <laughs> pimp. A whole gang of albinos. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so Billy Drago. Right, Billy right? Drago plays and, uh, an albino pimp. In the interview... Watching him talk about the movie. Uh, what were you I saying? I kept saying somebody should check his basement for dead bodies. Because <laughs> he's creepy. He is, and he's he's perfectly cast. But yeah, the little vampire girl is uh, the creepiest. Yes, she's so good. But Billy Draco takes second place. <laughs> Definitely. And then Grace Jones. And then <clears throat> uh, yeah. even the uh, vampire. 
I, I, he's not a vampire. They're not vampires, but the guys who run the club, the guy who's kind of like the uh, yeah. What would you call that? The familiars or something. Yeah, the manager of the club and uh, his maybe you know the familiars yeah. of them or something. And they're know. like familiars because they're eating roaches. Because Chris Bakey's still almost eats roaches. Yeah, they are eating roaches. Yeah, because uh, I mean they have fun touches like that. Like there's a bowl of uh, roaches. Mm-hmm. And- uh, Chris Makepeace thinks it's candy or something or peanuts, and he goes over there. And- he tried to eat it, yeah. <laughs> Which that should have been his. Now I, I understand he probably thought, "Oh, this is a nasty club." There, there probably was a peanut peanuts in there, but I accidentally grabbed the roach. You know, because yeah. I mean? it was a nasty. It's in a nasty area. Uh, yeah, it was a nasty area of town where people. Don't now, go. one thing that we also said about this movie, and I, I, I think we both agreed, was that when we were watching, we're like, "Well, Quentin Tarantino saw this. <laughs> he watched this movie." Yeah, he saw it. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think you can watch this and then watch uh, From Dust Till Dawn and think there's no inspiration. Right, because even in a way, and uh, one of the things that when you watch From Dust Till Dawn, and I can say the same thing about this movie, Vamp, is when you watch From Dust Till Dawn, halfway through the movie, you're wondering, where the hell are vampires going to get into this? It's more like a crime. <laughs> and then they get, to, they get to the place and they get to the vampires. It's like, oh, okay, Vamp's the same way. Vamp could very well turn into a uh, screwball sex comedy from the 80s. But yeah. it turns into a vampire film, which is still kind of a screwball sex comedy because of the relationship he has with Dee Dee Pfeiffer in the movie, uh, Chris Makepeace. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things I love about it. It's like, okay, you know, it starts one way. And you're like, okay, how's it going to get to this? And when it gets to that, you're like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. This this movie so well uh written and so tight and it's scripting uh that you know you can absolutely see you know how quentin got to where he got to on his script but you i think you and i both agree the number one thing that we both really loved about this movie besides robert wessler because he's fantastic chris Big, every acting piece of acting is great the directing is great and i think the script is great but that lighting in that movie was fantastic. Yeah, the lighting was magnificent. Yeah. Yep. The whole look of the movie is is awesome. The way they lit that thing up, it's amazing. Yeah, superb. Because it, it almost reflects like the lighting that was in the club. It somehow kind of takes over the yes. the entire neighborhood. Like I said, the the vampirism is just not in that club. That whole entire neighborhood lives off of what that club brings in. Which yeah. I think is very, very yeah. uh, smart. And I think, oh, that's clever. I like this. It's basically uh, the the town that dreaded sunup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they uh, get their drifters and whatnot in their crappy uh, club in the crappy side of town. Mm-hmm. Nobody bothers them. Nobody's going to come looking for them. Perfect cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, now I will. I, I it's not on any streaming service. You can't stream it. But this is one bad. of the few times where I I absolutely believe go out and buy that disc. Go out and get the Arrow video release of the uh, of Vamp uh, on disc because the special features on it are amazing. Uh, the making of alone was worth money. Uh, yes, but we also got a great movie. Very well. Uh, we didn't even watch all the extras on it. Uh, there's we. Uh, we didn't watch the behind-the-scene rehearsals, uh, which it's just because, you know, again, you know, we ran out of time and all that. We had to, you know, we got work to do. 
Uh, it has his short film, yeah. uh, Richard Winks, the Dracula Bites the Big Apple, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. We did watch Yeah, that. we watched yeah. those two. But there's a lot of good stuff on it. Uh, like I said, that uh, documentary is amazing. Uh, so I, I, I highly recommend going out and buying the disc. I, I think it's 20 bucks. I think I bought it for 20 bucks, which, again, that was well worth the money. That is well worth it. Okay, so there you go, Vamp. If you haven't seen Vamp, you need to check this out. Go get the disc. Mm -hmm. See it any way you can. Rent it. Um, whatever you need to do, but you definitely need to see it, especially if you're a uh, vampire movie fan. Mm -hmm. you check this one out. If you haven't seen it, you're a vampire movie fan. Yeah. I have to question your cred. <laughs> <laughs> we got to question that. Yeah, we? we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. All right, then. Uh, we will see you next time.